friends, you're listening to the Shattered Ceilings Podcast with your hosts Stephanie and Adriana. We're here to discuss the importance of mental health from the perspective of two first-generation immigrants. Join in weekly as we dive into important topics such as relationships, parenting, and cultural barriers. Here, we get real and candid as we explore what disrupting the status quo looks like for each of us. Hi, friends. Welcome to episode 15 of Shattered Ceilings Podcast. Thank you so much for being back with us today. We're in a bit of a different setting. If you guys are watching us on YouTube today, we are actually on Zoom because we have a special guest that's joining us from out of state, and we're going to go into that later. And then also, I'm a little sick this week, and I definitely didn't want to expose Adriana to anything. So we're kind of a little bit more in a tech space today um, Mm -hmm. over on Zoom. So in today's episode, we are going to shine a spotlight on the topic of acculturation, which is just basically the process of adapting to a new culture while also preserving one's own cultural identity. Our guest today has experienced firsthand the complexities of acculturation and offers valuable insights into navigating this transformative journey. Um, As a first-gen American, I think our guest has probably been faced with both the joys and the struggles of adapting to a new culture while preserving their own heritage. Throughout our conversation today, we hope to explore the various aspects of acculturation, including the challenges of language, cultural norms, and social integration. Our guests will share their personal experiences and um, the strategies that they have employed to find balance and forge a unique identity that honors both their roots and the culture that they have embraced. In today's episode, um, we have the honor of welcoming our guest, a woman of many talents and roles, a loving mother of two, a dedicated pastor's wife, a podcast host, and a gifted artist. We would like to welcome and introduce Lisa Brizer and say thank you so much for joining us today. that's so cute (laughs) thank you good job Steph I was like that's a good intro um so yeah we'll jump into it Lisa if you want to just introduce yourself to our audience and to us just a little bit about your background yeah I'm Lisa Brossour um I married a American um I um have been a part of a podcast for about four years and um that just finished in this last week which is kind of crazy timing um yeah I have two kids I started a church with my husband and other than having the podcast I had an art business um I used to be heavily a part of my husband's church as far as um the church planting was concerned and then once I started having kids I took a step back and started wanting to do my own thing and figure out myself. So that's how I got into everything else. (laughs) I love that. Were you born in Romania or did you come here with your parents or what was your little story with your parents coming here? So um, I was born in Portland, um, you know, the big uh, Portland church. I was a part of Philadelphia growing up in Portland. That's why my parents went there. Um, So me and my brother were born in the States uh, my dad, when he escaped, the first place he went to was Anaheim. So, um, he lived there for two years and that's when my two sisters and mom came to the States. Nice. So I'm guessing since you're born in the big Romanian church, you were part of the Romanian community kind of like all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how did that look like growing up? 
And then that like transition of, like you said, you married an American. So I feel like that's a very big thing in our community to kind of not not do. But I mean, I grew up where my parents are like, hey, you grow up, you get married in the church and you get married to Romanian and your kids do the same thing. And that's just the norm. So how did that go for you? Yeah, I, uh, so yeah, I was very involved in the Romanian church growing up. Um, my dad was like in the court and, um, like everyone knew my dad, he's like very outgoing and like very strong Christian values, both of my parents. Um, so you guys actually talked about, uh, um, uh, gosh, what's it called? Like your placement in the family birth order, Uh, birth order. Birth order. So um, my dad's number three and my mom's number. So my dad's three out of 11. My mom's four out of 14. So my parents were both um, the fatherly and motherly roles in their families. Um, Even now, my mom is very much uh, her mother. My grandmother passed away when I was one. And so my mom has like heavily took on the role of um, like a motherly role. She um, is like a peacemaker. And my dad has always been a very strong, he's like the strongest Christian out of all of his family. So both my parents are very um, stern, I would say. Uh, and as far as the Romanian church, I so I grew up still going to public school, which I didn't have a lot of Romanian friends doing. And if they did, they still had Romanian friends in their school. I didn't have any Romanian friends, maybe like one or two, but we never had the same classes. So um, I made a lot of American friends. And so I think that's where my first, like, wanting to be American came in. I really wanted to be like everyone else. I didn't like my Romanian culture. I felt like it, I felt like I couldn't figure out who I was even at a really young age. I realized that. So, um, I felt like I had a split identity. I was someone when I went to the Romanian church, I was like a really quiet, um, no one really knew who I was type of a person. But when I was in school, I was like a part of clubs and I was playing a lot of sports. Like a lot of people knew me. I felt like I was more comfortable at school Mm -hmm. because I felt like in the Romanian church, I couldn't be who I really was. I felt like I was going to be judged or, um, people weren't going to like me for who I was. So I just kept quiet and put my head down and just did my own thing ultimately. Um, and my parents were like any other parents, like I wasn't really allowed to have American friends. It was just like when we were at school, we would hang out. But when I brought them over, they're like, they can never come over again type of a thing. Unless, which is funny, they were also, um, coming from first generation immigrant families. Mm -hmm. So all of my best friends growing up were Asian especially being in the Portland area. That's so accurate. (laughs) Right. And so um, it was like, we trust them. They come from the same values and they have the same kind of like traditions and heritage. They think it's important to keep. And then also my um, best friend was half Mexican. And so uh, we really understood each other to a certain extent because she was still more Americanized and she was allowed to do more stuff, but Mm -hmm. her mom was much more traditional. So I had my friends that I felt like I could really talk to and we understood each other. Like we couldn't go to dances, but with the whole birth order, because I'm number four, I feel like I got 
more of an easy way out. Like my sisters weren't allowed to do a lot of things. Uh, we weren't allowed to go to American church until my sisters were um, older, like uh, 18 ish. And so they would take me to American church in the morning. And then I would go to Romanian church at night on Sundays, but I was still going to church during the week. So that's kind of what it looked like as far as a week by week. Um, I slowly started making Romanian friends when I was around middle school. And I would say that's when I finally felt like I was a little bit more Romanian. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when I started to realize that not all Romanians are like uptight and um, good Christians, I would say. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're not all the same. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I knew they weren't. Yeah, actually. Yeah, that's true. Like I I thought all of them were like really good Christians and I just didn't fit in. I just felt like I was never good enough. And so I started making friends and I'm like, oh, they're like normal. Like they're like (laughs) me too, you know? Yeah. You found your crowd. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I, most first generation immigrants can understand. I always talk to my sisters about it. Like didn't you feel so weird at school and church? You just felt like you had no place. And I was like, yeah, yeah. it's just a weird place to be. And I love that you said it was like split identities. Cause that was always something like growing up. No one tells a kid like you have two identities, but growing up, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm two different people in two different settings. So Yeah. I, I, so I, I love K-pop, which I just feel like it needs to be said. Um, <laughs> I have like a K-pop obsession, but one of the things that I realized, cause I was like, why? I mean, of course, like you just like it, you like the music and whatever. But um, when I started to dig, I realized, oh, I, I feel like I have a lot in common with um, just uh, the culture itself being like more traditional. It's like so similar to, Romanian culture and so it felt like it was you know there's like Romanian things aren't very common um it's not very popular so it felt like a comfortable zone for me to be in and then I started following a lot of um Korean content creators and I felt like I understood them to a certain extent because um if they were also immigrants or first generation immigrants um and so I felt like I I could hear their stories and to a certain extent, I can learn more about myself. And then I also feel like that's been a huge thing. I don't know if you guys talk about faith a lot. I don't know if that's like a... If it gets do, brought up, yeah. we're definitely comfortable mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, we don't shy so, away from it. And so I think that's one of the biggest things in learning my identity in Christ. I think that would be my word for coming to the faith and like truly understanding who Christ was is Mm -hmm. finding my identity in him and not being Romanian, not being American, not being American born, not being like, you know, my heritage is from Romania. It's not like how Romanian I am. It's not how American I am. If you can just dive deeper into that about how you, you find your identity in Christ now and not necessarily in your ethnicity or in your culture. Yeah. So I would say a really interesting thing in the last few years after having kids is actually where I started to have um, a bit of an identity crisis as far Mm -hmm. as 
one day I realized I have half Romanian children mm-hmm. <laughs> and something about that started to make me really emotional. And, um, like it makes me emotional now. And I think it's the whole, like, you know, growing up in the Romanian church, I remember meeting half Romanian people and mm-hmm. thinking like, you don't get it. Like, you don't like, you don't know what it's like for us. Like to have an American parent would have been so cool. And that's like why I envied. Mm-hmm. Sorry, let, let me like put myself together for a second. No, you're good. <clears throat> wow. I never, I love that you shared this side because my sisters, four of them are married into the American community and all of my nieces and nephews are half American. So I never thought of it in that way. I love that. Uh, so I, I, um, yeah, like, I would, I envied Americans because I felt like they could actually have a relationship with their parents. And, um, that's also, and that's not to say Romanians don't get this because I have Romanian friends who actually have really good relationships with their parents. My parents specifically, I mean, my dad escaped, you know, not all Romanian parents did. Um, and so that comes with trauma that he doesn't even totally understand. Mm -hmm. And, um, on top of that, both my parents are not emotional, whereas I do have aunts and uncles who are more emotional. Even my grandfather, who just passed away, um, he was more of the emotional one. But those aren't um, attributes that my parents had. So I I generalized Americans and just thought, like, all Americans get to have those qualities. And if you're half American, half Romanian or half whatever else, like, you don't get it. Like, you don't get the struggle of, like, not being able to talk to your parents like Mm -hmm. when you're sad and being told like just don't cry like why are you Mm -hmm. crying type of an attitude or like Mm -hmm. it just felt like other Romanians had everything put together you know they all seemed like they were fine and they knew who they were and I never did Mm -hmm. um and so um it's and so that's where realizing I have half Romanian kids it was really weird because I was like, oh, no, like now are Romanians like talking about me behind my back? And I'm not even a part of the Romanian community. So like, why should I even care? But it's like embedded um, in our yeah. heads to still be like, what are the Romanians going to say? <laughs> but what are the Romanians thinking? <laughs> That's the hard yeah. thing. Like I, I so in I'm going to backtrack a little bit. So marrying my husband, um, I never thought I would marry an American necessarily. I, I dated Americans. I dated, you know, all sorts of people for the most part. But um, I never necessarily thought I would marry an American. It just seems so far-fetched. But both of my sisters married Americans. Um, and I I was shocked by that. I was like, oh, like you're like going away from the community. Like you're really showing that you're not going to be a part of it. And that was really weird to me. So being the youngest and being a daddy's girl, I really wanted to like make my parents proud and marry an American, uh, marry a Romanian who was rich and like had a good life. And like, you know, I'm doing everything to make my parents proud because they came to this country to give everything. So I want to make sure I do everything I can to make sure they're happy and they know they didn't do everything in vain. Mm-hmm. So um, I met my husband. <laughs> 
<laughs> and um, so I met him at a wedding. It was actually a Romanian girl uh, who I grew up in the Romanian church with marrying an American who I went to his brother's church and I met him and I was friends with him. And then as they were dating, I got close to both of them. Um, and I had met my husband years ago, actually at a church in Southern Oregon, an American church. And, um, we just really hit it off, but I didn't think anything would happen between the two of us. Um, and that was actually coming out of, out of a verbally abusive relationship. And, um, that's actually a week before meeting my husband, I had in my eyes, truly given up everything for Christ. Um, I was, you know, partying and drinking, cut out whatever you want to from this, but, um, I was leading like a partying and drinking lifestyle and that was going on for a while. I was in college and it finally got to a point where I was so tired and I was so sad. And I was with this guy, um, an American, and he was verbally abusive. And um, I don't know what happened, but I finally was just like, Lord, like, I just fill myself up with everything that's not you. And I'm so sad. Like, I thought I find, found my identity in the party scene because I felt like it was a place where I was fully accepted. I had never felt that anywhere else, not in the American church, not in the Romanian mm -hmm. church, because I felt half. I felt like, you know, to some extent you understood me to another extent you didn't. Mm -hmm. And so the partying thing and like, it's like, you feel accepted because no one cares. Like everyone only cares about themselves and what they're wanting to do. So I had told Jesus I'm done. I don't want any of that anymore. I have seen what it leads to. And I, I just want you. So with that, I said, no dating. And then mm -hmm. I met my husband a week later. <laughs> that is funny <laughs> like that. He yeah. was like, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And so I called my friend after our, our first date, which is a few days after we met. And I was like, I'm in love. <laughs> our first date was like six hours long. And oh. we had everything in common as far as Jesus was concerned in the life that we wanted. And for the first time, I felt like I met someone who truly loved Jesus, not in the sense of like, wow, you look put together. You make so much money. Mm -hmm. Um, not the Romanian you, you just, Christian boy, yeah. <laughs> right. You yeah. look like, a, you look like a full package. It was like, you have tattoos, you have piercings. Um, but like, you don't, drink like you he drinks but he doesn't drink in, in excess like mm -hmm. on purpose like he purposely leads a lifestyle mm -hmm. um to show people Jesus like he knows by having tattoos his beliefs and biblically what he believes as far as that's concerned like he's actually looked at the bible whereas i felt like growing up in the romanian community i was so confused and i was so hurt because i felt like everyone was preaching the same thing and no one had any idea actually what they were talking about. Yes. They were just listening to someone at the pulpit who was yelling at you and telling you you're never going to be good enough mm -hmm. and that you're just going to have to constantly repent and surrender your life. And I, I ultimately just got so tired and I was so hurt by that. Yeah, it's very legalistic and toxic. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. And that's so not to say that's every Romanian. And that's not to say that was like every pastor that I encountered. I know so many amazing Romanian pastors and to this day are still teaching and are incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just my experience with a handful of people who made Jesus look bad ultimately. Mm -hmm. And it was bad, um, bad theology. And if there was theology at all, to be totally honest, I mean, how many of them were truly going to school? And I feel like now that's more of the norm, which is very exciting. Um, Mm -hmm. So sorry, I feel like I'm talking a lot. I don't know. (laughs) No, I love it. It's okay. We love it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, it's it's hitting a lot of a lot of stuff. Definitely relatable. Yeah. yeah. I know people and I, watching this will be like, that's my story. <laughs> or and I want to mention, yeah, I want to mention how you said about how you found yourself a lot, like in the party scene, because you felt like you didn't fit in necessarily. That's one of the biggest reasons why we do this podcast is because we want like the youth to feel understood and like, hey, there are other people. We're all experiencing it together so that they don't feel like they're alone. So I just want to say, th- like, your vulnerability and transparency is so amazing. So thank you. And that's you. also why um, I I was a part of my podcast, because ultimately I was, that, so that's also, I have ADHD, sorry. Um, <laughs> that's also why I had a hard time in the Romanian church, because I had eating disorders all growing up. I, um, uh, I started drinking actually when I was 13 and smoking weed when I was 12. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I'm like, what else did I have? (laughs) I had like really bad anger issues. And um, that's a part of like a lot of my, my hurt growing up. I felt like I could never express my feelings. And Mm -hmm. so it would just build up inside of me and I would just rage. I remember like being in third grade and having these, meltdowns and no one in my family knew like it felt mm-hmm. very individualistic and lonely yeah lonely but as far as the Romanian church is concerned no one would have known that like my parents are like well they themselves are angels like my parents <laughs> are amazing <laughs> um and so I started my podcast because I was like I went through my whole life really wanting to be vulnerable and tell people what it's really like to be a believer And Mm -hmm. so, um, I, that's why I think like what you guys are doing is so beautiful. Like, you know, you'll get hate because people just want to keep the identity up. They want to keep things, um, they want to keep up an image. Yeah. They want to keep their fences up. They want to have the nice cars. So marrying my husband, obviously a pastor doesn't make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, um, ultimately I was ready to leave the Romanian community behind. I was ready. I stopped hanging out with all of my friends, um, except for like one Romanian friend. Um, I uh, started only going to American church that I was heavily involved in. um, And I felt like I was starting to get to know who I was apart from everything that I had known. So when we got married, I was very excited to actually marry someone um, who didn't have money because I, I grew up, my parents, you know, they had Bobbitt like everyone else. Yep. Um, yeah. And so growing up, 
you know, my sisters actually have a very different upbringing than me because they grew up with no money because they came to the States. They didn't know English. Um, my sister actually talks about how she remembers my parents buying like expired food because that's all they could afford. Um, and they lived in apartments and then, you know, they moved to Portland, Strada Babe, adult foster care home. And, um, I remember having my parents credit cards and, you know, like they bought me nice cars and, um, I never had to worry about money and I never knew the worth of a dollar until I was married. I wasn't allowed to move out before I was married. My parents actually didn't let me have a job while I was in college or while I was in school. I had to like sneak having a job when I was in high school because I wanted one. Like how crazy so many Romanian girl story right now. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. my story, actually. <laughs> I'm the youngest and yep, that was my story too. Yeah. Thank God my husband's financially responsible because I wasn't. (laughs) Yeah. And so, and, and, you know, like I now have the best relationship with my parents. Like I have talked to my mom about all of this stuff and she's heard my story, like my, um, my story, like coming to Jesus. And part of it was like my parents not accepting my husband. So when I started dating him, they're like, I had talked him up. I'm like, he's a pastor. He loves Jesus. Like I told him he loves Jesus more than anyone I've ever met in my life. They meet him. He has tattoos and piercings. And I, I didn't think about it because I truly thought they didn't tell him that part. (laughs) Well, no, I guess I didn't think about it because I truly thought like, well, they're believers. They love Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so they told me like, you can't date him anymore. You said he loves Jesus. You said he's a pastor, all these things. And so I brought the Bible out. I don't suggest this, especially if there's younger people listening. (laughs) I brought the Bible out and I opened Leviticus and I said, are you wearing cloth woven of two different fabrics? My dad, do you shave your sideburns? And he's like, yeah, of course. Like, what are you trying to get at? I was like, The part about, you know, whatever. So I'm okay with people having different beliefs about tattoos. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But I ultimately told my parents, like, you believe so many things about Leviticus, but you're choosing to believe one thing and then throwing out everything else. Like there was a time and a place for this. Jesus restored so many things that you look past. And so Mm -hmm. what does it truly mean to be a Jesus follower? Like, and so that's where a lot of my frustration came from. I felt like there weren't like, it was a bunch of pharisaical beliefs going on in yes. the Romanian church ultimately. Like and I was trying choosing. to show exactly like you want. Okay. So, you know, my mom was like, what about this other guy? You know, she would point to a guy at church. I'm like, mom, he was literally sniffing cocaine last weekend. Like, I for <laughs> and they're shocked. They're like, no, he's in band. Yeah, <laughs> he would never. No, he's, no, he's in, um, he's in, uh, he's in orchestra or like, no, he's yeah. in the band. I'm like, mom, that literally doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. And so that was the really sad thing. Like, my parents just thought like, oh, because blah, blah, blah is up there because that family is a good family because they are a good family. It doesn't mean the individuals know know what they're doing. It doesn't mean they're perfect. And that's okay. Like, which that story is literally true, but like, it's okay because like that guy, I literally remember who it is and he loves Jesus now. Like, it doesn't make it wrong. It's just like, you can't just judge someone because mm-hmm. they're in church and they're going to church. We should be going to church because we have issues right. and that's okay. And so mm-hmm. I just wish that my parents knew that I was doing what I knew wasn't wrong. 
So um, it took a few months, but my parents finally came around and they absolutely love my husband. Actually, my parents live in Southern Oregon where I live. And they go to our church, which wow, that's awesome. Like never would have thought. Right you know, it's Amer- it's an American church, of course, and yeah. it's non-denominational. But luckily, my husband has very similar beliefs as as me. I would still consider myself Pentecostal, and mm-hmm. um, I still carry a lot of you know, like the Holy Spirit. Like, there's so many good things, and and that's what I've learned in the last few years is um i burned so many bridges in the romania church and i wish i could take so much of that back now um because the community is so beautiful i'm sorry one second no it's okay that's a beautiful story and i yeah just seeing you get emotional about your parents attending the american church i'm like trying (laughs) to wrap my mind around that because my parents are still stuck in (laughs) old Romanian ways where I'm like I I couldn't picture that and I think that's so beautiful that they're supportive now they love him and they're going to that church that's like a that's like a story of grace and God definitely taught them something with you and your husband absolutely like I never in a million years would have thought I would even like have a relationship with my parents like me and my husband were actually supposed to move to Australia to start a church Mm-hmm. And he moved us to Southern Oregon where my parents were living and where um, I had a lot of family already living and my husband's family lives here. And me and my husband were like, no, like we don't want to go. <laughs> we don't want to, we want to like leave. Like we want to like figure ourselves out. And the Lord's like, Jonah's no. story. <laughs> yeah. Like, like we're, you're supposed to be by your family. <laughs> and so it's crazy because now I live by so much of my family who are Romanian But we're all a lot more Americanized and we go to American church. And I don't think like either is right or wrong. I kind of wish I lived by Romanian church so I could go every so often and show my kids. And I even joke with my husband. I'm like, our kids will be going to Romanian conventions. I won't make it (laughs) Romanian girls. (laughs) I'm like crazy mom. But um, I still think there's so much beauty. Like I shouldn't be afraid of the Romanian church and there's her everywhere you go and to demonize like a community, which is what I did for the longest time. Isn't right because everyone gets things wrong. Mm-hmm. And um, the same way with Americans, American churches, there's her everywhere. And I think that you just need to realize like everyone has their issues and that's okay. Like, yeah, that's, that's ultimately what it is. And no, um, figure it out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I think it's just, it's it's so important to be and know where you came from and where you grew up. So that's a lot of why I want my boys to know what it means to be Romanian. I speak Romanian with them and I buy them Romanian books. Like I'm going to be homeschooling and um, teaching them like Romanian heritage. And I want my boys to go to Romania in the summers and mm-hmm. be with family. Like I want them to know like, and especially with my dad escaping and um, doing so much for our family. Like I want my kids to know the sacrifice mm-hmm. of like, you know, everything like being persecuted. Like, what does that mean? Like, yes, you get to grow up in America, 
but at what price? And so like knowing um, like why you're here and the reason, but like in Jesus as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's awesome um, hearing that. Cause I was yeah. going to ask, what does it look like you on the daily of obviously being immersed in like the American culture, but still keeping your Romanian heritage. And I feel like you put that perfectly of what that looks like and what you want that to look like for you and your kids. Yeah, I hope so. I want more Romanian friends. So if you guys want to hang out. (laughs) For sure. We're in Arizona. We're here. (laughs) Actually, we might be coming. So I'll let you know if I do. (laughs) That would be awesome. Um, We're going to wrap up the episode with the last question. Um, You kind of touched on it, but if you want to say something a little bit more, um, what legacy do you wish to pass down to your kids? What parts of your Romanian heritage would you like to pass down to them? Um, I think one of my favorite traits about the Romanian culture is how hardworking we are. Mm -hmm. Um, And how important being in community is because I think that's something that's lost in American culture is um, being there for others. And it it comes with its upsides and downsides. Like, Oh, everyone knows everything about me and my family, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) but ultimately I think it's so beautiful. And um, I want my kids to know the important uh, importance of taking care of their elders and taking care of people in their community. And, um, also honor and respect. I also think that's something in American culture that is lost. Um, mm-hmm. And it's much more traditional, but um, honoring and respecting, but knowing when it's appropriate and when it's not appropriate. And so I think ultimately learning balance, um, what it means to have a balanced life to what extent um do you keep traditions alive and to what point is that not the way of Jesus? Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's like an everyday constant learning battle, even for myself. But um, just like learning alongside my children and having clear and open communication with them. Yeah, I love that. It's like taking the good from what you know with the remaining community since you went through it and wanting to pass on the good so your kids don't have to deal with that. And because yeah. like you said, they're going to be half American, half Romanian. And I felt the same thing. My cousin was, had an American mom and I was like, you're not Romanian. Like you don't get it. <laughs> no. Looking back, I'm like, that's obviously a hurtful thing to say, but there's some truth in that. But it's like, if you raise your kids still with those traditions and they're aware of like where they're from, I feel like that's beautiful. And that's like keeping wherever you're from, if it's from Romania or wherever, that's like, a really beautiful thing to pass down to your family everything about this episode was life-giving if I can just say and wrap it up in one word I truly believe that obviously everything happens for a reason I think we had to do this episode and this topic this week um, for a reason I've been going through something very similar to what Lisa's talking about actually and just grappling with my husband actually with things about our Romanian culture and our heritage I mean, everything about this episode was amazing. And one thing I want to point out, if you're a young listener, please, please listen to this episode and pay such close attention to what Lisa's saying when she mentions, and this stood out to me so much, how you got emotional about talking about how you wish you hadn't burned bridges. Um, and I I don't 
want to emphasize that but what I want to say is because I think we all go through it when we're young in the Romanian community where we just feel very frustrated and we just kind of want to escape me and Adriana talk about it a lot but when you're young you have a hard time seeing the good parts maybe and picking out those good parts you just kind of want to throw it all out and what I want to say is if you're young and you feel like you're experiencing that right now um, just have patience have grace and don't do things or like burn relationships that you will regret in the future. Because one thing that I've noticed, even with my sisters being in the American culture, um, now that they're older, for all the holidays, they want to come to the Romanian church, just because it's very nostalgic, I think. And there's things that they kind of want to pass forward. Um, and I think in our Romanian community, it's very hard. Everything is either black or white. You're either 100% in or you're 100% out. Oh, you have earrings, you're orthodox. Or you go to church and you have a head covering seven days a week. They don't see things, I think, the way our generation is trying to now pave a new path where we see those beautiful things of our culture and our heritage and we want to keep them going forward. But like Lisa said, God gives us wisdom and discernment to make sure that what we're living out and in our culture lines up with biblical teaching and what Jesus is teaching and is not, you know, anything pharisaical. So everything you said was just a wealth of knowledge. Thank you so much. I think this episode was just so life-giving. Thank you for sharing your insights and your experiences with us today. Thank you once again for your vulnerability and transparency. I learned so much from this episode and I know that many others will be able to say the same. Very your journey, <laughs> Yeah, very relatable. Everything you said, spot on. So thank you. Um, your journey of acculturation and commitment to preserving your Romanian heritage is so inspiring. And we just wish you continued success in bridging these two beautiful cultures together. So thank you, Lisa, for joining us. Thank you. It was fun. (laughs) We hope to have you back again in the future. And for everybody who's listening, um, don't forget to subscribe to our Apple podcast, our Spotify, and our YouTube to keep up with new episodes. Um, Go ahead and leave any suggestions in our suggestion box. And thank you guys for joining us.